0: podcast about horror video games. My name's Ali. I'm joined by my friend James. How's it going, James? It's going great. Uh, And today we're not talking about a horror game. (laughs) No, we're talking about Hitman 2. Yeah, so for some reason, a podcast that almost exclusively covers like core genre horror games, uh, one of our top listened to episodes is our Hitman episode.
1: It's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's because our li- listeners recognize me as a Hitman evangelist, or if uh, people are just really thirsty for that Hitman content. I have no idea. It could be,
0: and you know they are making <laughs> Hitman three.
1: Yeah. So January.
0: Yeah. So this is just exactly the right time to talk about Hitman two. But before we do that. As always, this episode is brought to you by you. You can go to patreon.com slash zero brightness to sign up to support the show directly. You can also go to zerobrightness.com to find links to everything that we have on the internet. That includes social media, our discord, our band camp where we sell music and merch, etc, etc, etc. Go to those places. Boom so hitman 2 it's not a horror game but it is a mystery because nobody understands how the licenses work yeah okay so let me let me say this quick yeah we talked about this in the first episode but like hitman so the first one comes out 2016 and now they've done more releases and each one they sort of treat like a new season as opposed to a new game
1: okay hitman 1 2016 it came out episodically right like you get one stage every two months or something like that six stages come out a bunch of other content too side missions a bunch of community created stuff um apparently the the episodic release was uh kind of a negative in like, people people didn't really like the episodic release. So, for Hitman 2, they just give it all to you at once. And then, later on, DLC stages came out. And if you get the Silver Edition, you get one DLC stage. If you get the Gold Edition, you get both DLC stages. It's still confusing as hell. Um, maybe you can buy the stages individually? I don't know. It's really hard. It's really hard to convince people to play this game because it's so fucked up.
0: Yeah, so... Let me walk you through what happened to me. Uh, okay. So on PC, I have Hitman One and Hitman Two standard editions because James sent me the codes. When James sent me the codes, I did not understand how it works. So I installed both games on my computer. I don't know how I had a hundred gigs free because I never do, but you know I was feeling wild that weekend, <laughs> and I guess I did. Uh, but so then I, I asked James, I was like, "Can you does that house work?" And he was like, "No." just uninstall hitman one and if you because you own the license hitman two will see that and you'll have all the stages of both games in hitman two
1: yes so hitman two is basically the hub for both games and if you play all the content in hitman two it's enhanced with the hitman two features and looks a little better okay
0: so I didn't get that still even after playing hours and hours of the game I didn't quite understand that so Monica actually got into playing Hitman um, because Hitman 2 popped up on PS Now. So we could, mm. you know, as part of the service that we pay for yearly or whatever, we can just download Hitman 2 onto the PS4, play it. So we download it, she starts playing it. She was like, This is awesome. She gets super mm. into it. But then she was like, I want to play the stages from the first game. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so we started looking at our options and she was like oh well you can go to target and just buy a disc copy for 20 bucks and then you have the first game and i was like oh yeah okay let's just do that so we go to target get the disc copy come home put it in she starts playing it and to me it's a totally different game i mean the interface is different certain interact options are different like it's it's Shocking kind of because I've played so Much Hitman 2 it looks different like You said and I was just mm-hmm. in my head I was Like what the fuck is going on and then I was like Oh they're actually two Different engines and They basically just remade uh, Hitman 1 in Hitman 2 So uh, I, well, I don't
1: think that's accurate But yeah there are a lot of enhancements
0: Yeah you see what I'm saying that's what it felt yeah, like yeah, So I was like yeah, okay yeah. I think that's what's going on here So I was you know we played a bunch of that And then you know I was like, okay, hold on. I'm going to see if we can get these levels in Hitman 2 somehow, Mm -hmm. even though we have Mm -hmm. one on disc and one on PS now. And what I ended up doing is clicking through store options in tabs for like a fucking hour on the PS4. until I found, cause it said like, bundled with this is an upgrade to Hitman 2. And I was like, okay, so I clicked through tabs and pages and blah, blah, blah for like an hour until finally I found the secret forbidden option that initially didn't work. And then I just kept clicking it until it did work. Wow. Uh, and then it, it downloaded the license. And so it's like, okay, you have a Hitman 2 license. You have Hitman 2 installed. So after that, I could open up Hitman 2 and play all the Hitman 1 stages. But then in prep for this episode, James was like, you need to play the DLC stages. And I couldn't figure out how to buy them separately on either like either mm. PS4 or PC. So I just didn't do it because the only options they had were these confusingly worded like upgrades. One of them even had a giant red warning on it that's like, don't buy this. And oh I was like, God. all right, man, I guess I so, won't.
1: Well, so if anybody's going into this without purchasing anything, if you get hitman 2 gold edition and then you get the the game of the year legacy pack that's everything uh sometimes it all goes on sale sometimes it doesn't but that'll get you everything i think yeah
0: i think that's but yeah just the way i think you would it. need
1: the uh, the gold edition upgrade to get the last two stages
0: yeah but then it's crazy because they don't let you just buy that they would make you buy the silver edition upgrade And then the Gold Edition upgrade. You'd have to buy them both. Yeah. It's like they hate making money or something. It's crazy. And, well, so, okay.
1: IO Interactive is basically an independent company now. Well, let's talk about the, the history because Hitman 1 didn't do well. It was published by Squaresoft. They were being bankrolled by Squaresoft. And Squaresoft cut it off. Like, there were... They were going to stop support of this game. Uh, IO Interactive did a management buyout of themselves. So they basically bought themselves from Squaresoft and became an independent studio after Hitman 1 came out. Sure. Um, To make money they released a bunch of new content for Hitman 1. That's when we got the Patient Zero stuff, those four stages. Sure. They released some cosmetic DLC just to make money to stay afloat after the Squaresoft buyout. Right. Um, they had to lay off a ton of their staff. I think half their staff was laid off before they started working on Hitman 2. Um, yeah. So they didn't. They ended up with a publishing deal for the, with this one for uh WB Games and they bankrolled them and they but so I guess WB Games wasn't interested in the episodic model so they dropped that but the the persh the the confusing purchase options are still there between the games and I think that's an IO interactive problem and not a publisher problem
0: yeah they just like haven't figured it out and it's so weird cuz it's like People just want things to be simple. I mean, I we've yeah. talked about this before, maybe it was even in the other Hitman episode, but it's like doing things in an episodic manner with video games is just so messy. Like mm. I really don't think people have figured it out um unless it's an online game that's like meant to be constantly going for years at a time like yeah those are the games where it's really easy to say there's a new quest there's a new quest line there's a new story like whatever or like there's a new character class or whatever but with an an offline single player game i mean the episodic mm. shit is just messy i mean even with like final fantasy 7 remake which everyone loves like i've just avoided it reason number one being that's like well i know it's episodic and i know it's gonna bridge like at least two console gens if not three like i'm just not gonna do it yeah
1: well okay so you said something here and it's a single player game and it should be offline but it's not this game does not work right if you're offline yeah if you're (laughs) offline you can't use any of your unlocks you can't do any of the other community curated content or anything you can just play the Standard stages with standard uh, weapons, which is really yeah. weird. Like, it requires the always online connectivity, which is, like, the nastiest form of DRM, and it's it's gross to me, but I forgive it because Hitman is perfect.
0: Yeah, so. it is definitely confusing. Because, yeah, I mean, I guess I mean offline in a gameplay sense. Like, there's no online yeah, totally. component. But, yeah, you have to have a connection. And it's it's funny because, like, Death Stranding does the single-player offline style game with an online component Mm -hmm. uh, structure very, very well. And it's it's strange to me that Hitman never even tried to do something like that. It's like, you're making me be online all the time, you know? So they did add a
1: ghost mode to Hitman 2, which really sucked. And it was a competitive two-player mode that used online, but nobody used it. And they shut it down. And rightfully so it wasn't interesting so
0: yeah for sure i mean like in death stranding is just like your rank in the game which does like affect uh your abilities and some of your attributes is tied to you like engaging with either things that other players leave around or creating things that would be useful to other players well yeah Uh,
1: isn't it like uh you can build a bridge and then like somebody else might see that bridge in their game
0: yeah that's the basic idea but some of the stuff takes like forever to build so what you what you described is basically how ladders work like if i go to a place Mm -hmm. and i either lay down like a climbing rope or a ladder so they can cross a gap it'll show up in other players games with my gamer tag on it that they Mm -hmm. can like and you can literally give them likes uh and it like transfers but there's other stuff too like if you want to actually build a bridge like you have to put a foundation and then people have to put uh materials into it so you can do it by yourself and it takes a really long time or you Mm -hmm. can start it leave it for other players to finish and it'll kind of like bounce back and forth in your game um it's actually super fucking cool i I don't know it would be cool if not that hitman should do that because they're really different games it'd be cool if they could figure out some kind of thing dude i i honestly think two-player co-op would be incredible
1: in hitman and yeah. I don't know if they haven't done it because of AI issues, just the unpredictability of it. But man, it would be great to like because Hitman is a game that has a really high skill ceiling. People are competitive Hitman players. They yeah. want to see how fast they can beat these stages. Why not do a co-op thing where like one person can attack one target, and one person can attack the other, and they try to like beat it in sixty seconds or something. Um. I I think there's a lot more they can do with online that they haven't. And I I really don't think the game needs online at all. This game tries to be a uh, -a games-as-a-service platform. That's really like what it wants to do. And um, it could have succeeded in doing that if if all three, quote-unquote, seasons were all in the same launcher the entire time. But after the Square Enix breakup, uh, Hitman 2 became the the launcher, essentially. And uh, there was no uh, progress uh, upgrade from between 1 and 2, so everyone had to start over in the Hitman 2 launcher. Luckily, yeah. they're fi- fixing that with the Hitman 3 launcher, so it should be like an easy transition for everybody to be in Hitman 3, so you can play all the content in that one. Mm. Oh, wow. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. It's just super weird it's like just let me buy and play the game
1: like it's also a lot of effort because you have to keep up an infrastructure online and if, if if you uh lose your connection during a game it'll drop out it's it's weird
0: yeah that's super weird yeah i'm, yeah. I'm curious to see if like maybe some of the game design stuff hasn't evolved as much because they're dealing with so much of the like online aspect of it
1: so playing hitman 1 on launch day and playing hitman 2 now are very different experiences not only has the game evolved between hitman 1 and hitman 2 but like as hitman 2 was out it was constantly being patched and updated and they actually use player telemetry to dictate some of that stuff um for example in hitman 1 um you remember the uh bangkok stage yeah it's really hard to uh, turn off security cameras in that stage. It's like a heavily guarded security room. There used to be a second security hut outside that was a lot less guarded, but everybody immediately figured that out. And they used the telemetry to figure that out, and they like patched the stage live.
0: Yeah, for and they've sure. They've done
1: that sort of stuff a lot
0: yeah well and just talking to you about some of the differences between Mm -hmm. like how the game plays now and how it used to play it is like super different and also jumping back and playing some of the disc version of hitman one which Mm. like it had a big patch that it installed uh so it had yeah so yeah we popped the disc in and monica was like all right ready to play hitman and it was like okay come back in an hour i was like jesus christ (laughs) you know this fucking 60 gig patch or but like it's it had a lot of the improvements from hitman Mm. 2 but it was still different and like when we had hitman hitman 2 booted up and going it was like oh wow this is actually significantly different yeah Actually, you know, since
1: this game is so systems based, and we've already talked about a lot of the general stuff in the first episode, yeah. for Hitman One, I do have a list of the differences that I do want to go down because there's, the, it's, it's it's a lot different. Well, one, it's the game is significantly easier. Yeah. Um, the AI kind of have blinders on. Uh, that's fine, and they actually added a casual difficulty too. Um, yes. Never used it. It's for cowards.
0: Uh, so that's actually like such an amazing (laughs) change because that's what monica plays on oh really yeah and i think it's so fucking cool that Mm. they took away a lot of the ultra difficult stuff and Mm. they made it so that anyone can play it because i mean that's the thing like yeah we talked about in the first episode that it's like it's so important that game like this game specifically because it's so fun and open-ended that i think it's important Mm. that anyone can play it uh it doesn't take away from the game that it's easier. And the, di- the way the difficulty tunes, because actually, because Monica and I were controller passing a lot, I did play it on casual difficulty a bit. And like mm-hmm. the way the difficulty is tuned is really smart. Like hmm. it's really just that little things like it's easier to escape from people who are searching for you. Mm-hmm. Um, It's just easier to get away. But if you run in somewhere and start trying to shoot people, you'll still die. You'll like, still die, yeah. The game still behaves exactly the same as the normal difficulty in a big picture sense. Mm-hmm. It's just little things are a lot easier. So, for example, actually her playing the, the India stage was like so funny because she was just running around mm-hmm. punching people. But she she would like pick a couple who were like standing on a bridge, just like looking at, out over the city, and she just run up and punch them in the back of the head, and then like run away as fast as she could. And like it was really funny because because it was casual mode, she could like get away, get away with it. But she couldn't have like jumped into uh, a crowd full of people with a shotgun and started firing. Yeah, like because you'll yeah. still die. So in that way, it's a lot better than something like. You know, like I, I, know, I know with the older Metal Gear Solid games, it was like when you turn it on easy, you could literally do whatever you wanted. Like, <laughs> if you play Metal Gear Solid 2 or 3 on easy, it's like you can just be Rambo, but in this mm. game, the easy mode is actually very, very well-tuned and super fun.
1: Well, that's a good perspective because, uh, one, all, a, a lot of people in the community think this game is just too hard, but at the same time, it, it needs to get more people playing it, so...
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Anyways, um, a, a big change is that uh, when you're running in hit, uh, Hitman 1, uh, guards can hear you running. And here in Hitman 2, they can't hear you running anymore. So even if they have, like, a, like, back to you or something and you run past them, in Part 1, they would notice you. In Part 2, they don't. Hmm. Um, there's no bump aggro anymore. Generally, if, if there's a guard, you keep bumping over and over again. Eventually, he'll get like annoyed with you, and you'll become suspicious. And in Hitman 2, they got rid of that.
0: Yeah, for Um, sure. They added
1: tall grass for hiding, which was not in part one, but they actually added it recursively into Hitman 1 stages, which actually made like Colorado, for example, a lot better.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that was a Hitman 2 edition, I think, because I didn't see any when I played Hitman 1, are trash cans.
1: Oh, there's trash cans in part one. Yeah.
0: I don't know. When I went back and played the disc copy when I was doing the Italy stage, I could Mm. not find a trash can anywhere.
1: Yeah, Well, they do move stuff like that around, though. So, for example, um, when you give uh, characters poison, they find a trash can to vomit in. And sometimes you want to coax the AI to go to certain rooms. So they would add or move trash cans around.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: so, so uh blending in a crowds wasn't in part one either and they added okay. that into two and recursively into the part one stages
0: yeah yeah um, i mean this is all stuff that helps hugely helps people who play the game like i do where it's just mm-hmm. like chaos because yeah. i don't want to be good and i don't care and it's not fun for <laughs> me to try and be good so it's like i just want to do wacky stuff and see if i can pull it off and so yeah being able once again it's kind of like the same thing I was talking about with the easy mode, like these gameplay tuning things make the whole gameplay better for someone like me because it's just like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can just get away with more, but I still have to think, like I still have to use my brain I can't just be an asshole, you know
1: One of the biggest changes they made was the addition of the uh, briefcase because uh, previously, if you uh, wanted to use a sniper rifle you had to find like a high level guard outfit to put the sniper rifle on uh but now you can uh stash them in briefcases, and it also helps to um hide objects that would normally be suspicious, like an explosive or a like like a like a butcher knife or something like that. You could just sure. throw it in the briefcase and go anywhere oh, I think okay. you can also like slap people upside the head with them, which is fantastic
0: oh yeah, that's cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love that hey that's that's very death stranding. Hitting people in the face with uh, briefcases is, like, absolutely mm. Death Stranding, yeah. 100%. Yeah,
1: there was this great glitch when the f- game first came out. Uh, when you threw a briefcase, depending on the frame rate the game was running, the briefcase would go slower. Okay. So, like, the briefcase would, like, fly through the air really slow, and if a character was running it, would, like, barely catch up with it. <laughs> that made some, like, great meme material in the game. And they actually... Um, added like an unlockable Easter egg briefcase that does that in the game. Oh, (laughs) nice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they also added stuff like um, picture-in-picture, which is cool because a lot of times you'll kill a character off screen and you won't be able to see the kill. But now they added picture-in-picture, so when the guy dies, you'll actually see it in the corner of your screen.
0: Yeah, and the same with like if, you know, someone is searching, you know, or Mm -hmm. investigating a trap that you set. That's actually a huge huge change in my opinion cuz like yeah once again when I went back to play the the original like disc version of Hitman 1 and it didn't have that I was like oh what? Like <laughs> that's like A half the fun and B it's just good design. It's good interface yeah. design, you know.
1: It's really cool to see too. Like you you work so hard to lay these traps out, and you want to watch it happen, you know.
0: Yeah, totally. Or you want to feel like the world is reacting. the things you're doing Mm -hmm. it's it's a hard line to to walk because on the one hand you want to give people the information but the other hand you don't want to make them like omniscient because then you're you're just like there's no challenge left in the stage but yeah i i love that yeah when i went back and played the version without it for a couple hours i was like damn this is Mm -hmm. not the same
1: (laughs) hitman 2 also adds a bunch of uh like super overpowered unlockables I don't know if you used any of these, but uh, there's an electrocution phone that you can get. Basically, you put the phone down and uh, you can trigger it remotely and the ringer will go off and somebody will pick it up and answer it, but it electrocutes them. So basically, it's an accident kill in your pocket. Uh, Before, there were explosive phones and they worked just the same, but they were explosive so they didn't look like accidents. The electrocution kill is just like so (laughs) overpowered in the game. Yeah, and there's also um, dart guns now which are super incredibly useful um, you can shoot somebody like from far away with like a uh, emetic dart which makes them want to go vomit and it's just so overpowered and it's so easy to get the target alone with things like that um, you definitely want to use those
0: yeah for sure um, yeah so should we talk about some stages in Hitman yeah, 2 yeah for sure so i was gonna say overall hitman 2 is interesting because i think that it's more consistent than hitman 1 really in my opinion like i i found these stages maybe weren't as like it wasn't as up and down as the first hitman like the highlights Mm. in the first hitman are kind of like hard to beat you know what i mean in my opinion I mean
1: sapienza is still the same the best stage
0: yeah, but it's also interesting that I felt like overall these stages were better. Interesting.
1: Okay, I'll be I'll be interested to see your opinion on each one because, yeah, I kind of have mixed feelings. I think in general, Hitman one's stages are more interesting to me, but there's some really cool stuff here. So
0: yeah, the sure. first
1: one is in New Zealand. It's a really small stage, and it kind of set up as an introduction to the game. Yeah, and it it all takes place in this like super modern rich person house that's heavily guarded and it's a unique stage because it's heavily scripted it starts out with this couple talking and uh it plays out like almost the same each time and eventually they'll like do their routine and then they'll go to bed and fall asleep um that routine's gonna play out the same each time but the way you approach it is gonna be different if you want uh Personally, to me, since that routine plays out the same each time, I feel like it's the least interesting stage to play.
0: Well, I thought that was—I thought that was the the training mission because I actually so I actually played that as like my training when I first boot yep. up the game because I mm-hmm. did it wrong, <laughs> and so like <laughs> then I I went back and I did the training stages in. Uh, in Hitman 2016 and it was kind of funny because I was like oh okay I thought they put this in here just to like get new players up to speed or something. It's good for yeah. it's, a, it's a better training stage honestly than the ones that are in the first game.
1: Yes. Okay so it, it kind of feels like a cold open. I think the first time you launch the game it throws you right into it.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is weird because right after you beat the stage it makes you play the training stages from Hitman 1. Or something like that. It's, it's weird. Um, oh, it's maybe cool. I didn't
0: do it wrong.
1: <laughs> and I it's just, cool. It's I don't want to play good. it fucking over and over again, though. I, I'm like kind of done with Hawks Bay. After I did all the challenges, I never want to play it again.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't think this was like a full stage. So, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it, it's got a little... Uh, it's got some challenges, but it kind of runs its, uh, runs its course pretty quick.
0: Uh, I like the guy in this stage he's like such Orson. a giant he's just such a giant douchebag it's really f- <laughs> and everyone around him comments on it it's really funny yeah
1: moving on uh the first real stage is miami and it's man it's such a great stage like I, it's probably in my top top three or four hitman stages yeah uh it's huge it's so uh it's a there's like a formula one type race going on in miami so the there's a stretch of race track in the middle of the map and on the left side of the map is like uh a big uh convention center uh next to the next to the docks so there's a uh uh what do they call that with the boats and shit a marina there's an arena a marina and uh on the other side of the map is where all the race stuff is so you know once you get past the ticket booths and security, um, there are, like, food stalls, driver paddocks, uh, a bunch of, like, VIP areas that are off-limits to the public, and you can even get into the the crowd, like, in the bleacher seating and stuff. Yeah. It's really fucking cool.
0: Yeah, I think this stage is really colorful and overwhelming, and it kind of, like, introduces you to... I think what is characteristic of a lot of the stages in hitman two is compared to hitman one. Like it's huge and it mm-hmm. has a bunch of areas that are interlinked, but also have like a different vibe to each area. Yeah. So like, yeah, like you when you go over, if you do the challenge where you, or the mission story where you become the mascot, you know, mm-hmm. like you go and meet the dude like at that abandoned motel and it has like a totally different vibe from either the pit or like the the kind of show floor where they're showing off like cars or like, yeah, any of the, st- the stands, you know, the bleachers, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's really cool, but that's how I think a lot of the stages in Hitman 2 are structured where like they're larger, but they also move through. Different like aesthetics and ideas as you go around. Like it's easier to get lost, but it's also like fun to sort of get lost and see what's totally. going on in each stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. You could spend a lot of times in these stages and just keep finding new stuff. Yeah. Uh, one great thing that I love about uh, the the series is that they keep doing. They do a lot of cameos, and in this stage, there's a cameo with uh, the chic from the Paris stage from Hitman One. Oh, uh, sure. And Rico Delgado from the next stage, Colombia. they're doing a cocaine deal in one of the paddocks.
0: Oh, crazy.
1: Yeah, it's great. You can choke out uh, Rico Delgado and get his uh, brick of cocaine. Uh-huh. And then there's a Florida Man character on the stage, and you can give the brick of cocaine to Florida Man, and
0: he <laughs> loses his mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dude, Florida Man... I'm like so scared of Florida man, dude. <laughs> did you find him in the game? No, I did not. Yeah, find him he, Florida Man.
1: he's out by the marina, and he has a little food stall, and he makes these uh tasty treats. And if you get Florida man to make those tasty treats, uh, you can get uh, one of the targets, Robert Knox, to come out of his fortress, and that's a good way to kill him. You dress up as Florida man, <laughs> and it's funny because the Florida man costume has like flies buzzing around it so when you take his costume you have like flies buzzing around you the whole time
0: (laughs) you just put on his dirty like puke covered meth half shirt and like just flap out yeah it's
1: in the job description
0: holy shit okay i didn't know this game had florida man zero stars i quit
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one of the coolest things about the stage is that um your strategy completely changes like halfway through because when you get there the race is going and maybe 20 or 30 minutes into the stage, the race ends, and uh, your target comes out of her car. One, one of the targets is a race car driver, and the other target is in the convention center on, like, the third floor. And so halfway through, you can, you can dictate whether uh, who wins or loses the race, too, or you can kill her during the race. You can yeah. literally, like, shoot her car. Or you can sabotage her car in a pit crew accident or something like that. Yeah. But if you let her win, it gives you opportunities to assassinate her, like, on uh, the winner's podium. Or um, when she gets her, like, post-race doctor checkup. Or um, also, you can take the identity of her rival and challenge her to, like, a drinking game. There's so many ways to get close to her and kill her that it's just, like... Uh, I feel like the Miami level, it's a toss-up. But I, if I had to show somebody like one level of this game, it would either be Sapienza or Miami, just yeah. because of the amount of opportunities that Miami Miami presents.
0: Yeah, Miami's also just really visually impressive. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of characters on screen. Like I said, there's a ton of colors. There's a ton of shit going on. So, like, I think when I started Hitman Two, I had just got a new graphics card, and it was like. It was really fun to Sick. to do that yeah. it also made my graphics card sound like a jet engine going off <laughs> and uh my computer got very hot
1: yeah you can really crank it man um there are some like ai systems you can like crank up the uh like the cloth physics and stuff in certain yeah. stages yeah you can really get granular well and, and like, it's cool blow up your gpu
0: yeah it's cool in uh the options that you can go and make it more efficient though and like you can sort of choose the priorities which i appreciated because like i was like i can't do this every time it was like so crazy so i just went in and kind of like moved some priorities around i will say this game also looks and runs really great on the ps4 uh really yeah they did a really good job like fine-tuning the ps4 port so
1: yeah, I had to turn down my graphic settings to make videos for this episode. So, yeah, made me sure. very sad. I had to lock to 30 frames. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I did it for you, listener.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so the next stage after that one is mm-hmm. uh in Colombia. Yeah. Uh, Santa
1: and, Fortuna.
0: Yeah. A stage with 3 targets yes and it's
1: so huge like the first time I played the stage it is just incredibly impressive like there's this huge like fishing village there's at least two mansions Uh, there's a big jungle section yeah Um, and then underneath there are a lot of like caves and tunnels that connect it all Mm -hmm. with some drug labs there's like a uh, a submarine down there for some reason
0: yeah Uh, this stage is really insane um this is actually like i'm kind of fascinated by a stage because i've played it multiple times and i have Mm. still not seen a lot of it like there's just whole (laughs) chunks of it that i either don't need to go to or i just Mm -hmm. can't really get to like it's really hard to get into the mansion um i don't know why like i always just get sort of stuck there but uh yeah this is a great stage um this stage i think partially the jungle setting and partially that you have to do so much stealth feels very metal gear solid to me Mm. like this reminds me a lot of metal gear solid 3 uh honestly if like konami hired ioi to do like a metal gear solid 3 remake i would be so fucking hyped because it would be like (laughs) so sick but yeah like I don't know. There's parts where you're sneaking through, like, a drug plantation yeah. uh, that are really cool because it's just, like, there's a lot of tall foliage for you to hide in, but there's also, like, guards mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, yeah, and a the village... guards are in
1: these cool, like, ghillie suit-looking things. It's yeah, tight.
0: Yeah, there's, like... Yeah, but then there's, like, also a village section that's a lot more laid back and just, like, kind of weird and funny. Like Yeah,
1: there's a bar and, like... There's like a celebrity tattoo artist in the bar that yeah. uses an opportunity to get into the mansion. It's so good, man.
0: Yeah. Also, a h- really hilarious douchebag. Um, the the visual comedy of Agent Forty Seven dressed up as a yes. douchebag never <laughs> stops. Like working. So yeah. good. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's always there's also a, a there's also abandoned town, which is hilarious, and the drummer's dead. Did you find that?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, like, a band that got, like, wasted, and so they won't, like, show up for their gig, and, yeah, the drummer is dead, and, man, that whole, yeah, that whole thing is really funny, that's, like, the village, mm-hmm. yeah, when you're in the village, uh, mm-hmm. that area is is really funny, um, or, like, there's also, I don't, I don't know if this is like I don't remember what the context was, but I remember also in the village I walked into one of the houses and someone just yelled at me like what the fuck are you doing in my house. I'm like <laughs> that really got me. I don't know. The the village of this, the village part of this stage is just really funny.
1: Yeah. There's um there is some good um interaction between the NPCs that you can coax on. There's uh so Rico the target's brother, Hector is in love with the target, Andrea. So what you can do is go into the mansion and steal Hector's love letter from one of the guards and bring it to Andrea, and then you tell Hector, or somehow you let Hector know, and then he'll go over to the mansion to talk to Andrea. Uh, But if you push Andrea over the balcony while he's waiting for her, He'll see that and then commit suicide because he thought she committed suicide.
0: Oh, my God.
1: There's so many. I I fucking love this game because, like, there's so many steps to that that you have to get right to make it happen. You know, and it's it's just like a little fun puzzle.
0: See, on the other end of that spectrum, uh, you can also act like a total idiot. And it's really fun because, like, (laughs) I know that, like, man, I think I had my most, like, Benny Hill slapstick moment like mm. in the entire time I've been playing these hitman games in this level. Uh, and it was when you're in the village and you're trying to get into the mansion to assassinate, uh, the, one of the targets. Rico. I think the, yeah. Yeah. And so you're trying to get in the mansion to assassinate him. And like, there's a guy guarding the gate who I like lured into this little like side area and then knocked him out um, and took his clothes. Then I got inside the mansion and I was trying to get the target to go into like a window or by a window so I could assassinate them. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't make it happen. And so finally I saw that they were going down into this like meeting room and they were going to be alone I was like, oh, okay, great. That, that's when I'll do it. So I saw them walk in the room. I crawled through the window when they had their back turned and strangled them. And then as I'm doing it, I used to hear an old lady start going, oh, no, what are you doing? And I look to the left, and there's just this random fucking old lady there. And I was like, who the fuck are you? So... Of course, I climbed back out the window, shimmied up a pipe and just sat there clinging to the pipe for like five minutes <laughs> until the heat died off and then left. That's funny. Yeah, that's great. It, it's just like, it's so funny because, yeah, you can either get really intricate with it or you can be a dumbass and still get away with it.
1: So did you try uh, dressing up as the witch-, witch doctor and walking through town?
0: No, I didn't. Because everybody
1: that. starts following you. Oh. they're like, oh, Taito, and they like follow you around. It's it's hilarious. You 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 uh grow this like small little uh following. Yeah, that's funny yeah, awesome. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great stage. I oh, there's that.
1: also a hippopotamus that you can feed people to.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't find that either. Oh,
1: you didn't? Yeah, Rico, the the drug lord guy, he's got a pet hippo, and um, I guess. Like, he started. He's like in love with this hippo. There are even like portraits of the hippo around the mansion. <laughs> You'll notice, like, him holding the baby hippo.
0: Oh my God. But he grew
1: up and he's like too aggressive now and he doesn't want to eat like food because they've been feeding it meat. They've been feeding it people. And so now he doesn't want to eat real vegetables. So they have this like cracker zoologist there, like, trying to get the hippo on like a normal diet. And he's just like terrified of all the like. The drug lords, guys,
0: shit. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Zero Brightness. If you'd like to support us directly, you can go to patreoncom brightness You can also find and interact with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. All the relevant links are at ZeroBrightness.com. We'll see you out there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mumbai. Mumbai. So the next stage is in India. If uh, you didn't
1: think it could get bigger than Colombia, man. Mumbai yeah. is just a vast stage.
0: It's yeah. incredible. Mumbai is cool because it, it's got that sort of like cramped close quarters feel that Morocco had in the first game. Mm. But yeah, it's just like a way bigger stage. Um, and it's, it's super super cool. Um, yeah, a lot of it
1: is, like, the slums with, like, uh, this big apartment building they call Charles, uh in the middle, and then there's a big skyscraper, like, in in construction that one of the rich guy targets is, owns. He's kind of like a Bollywood douchebag. Yeah. And then there's a, a big train yard that's heavily guarded where, like, the uh, the queen of the slums lives, and she's... One of your targets, too. And then there's like textiles workshops and a, like a huge market section. Um, there's a big gangster hideout, and there's a like a really gross like bay with docks, and it's like disgusting and awesome. Like the atmosphere in the stage is amazing.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's got a really kind of dark, dank vibe an aesthetic Mm -hmm. to it. Um, It's still colorful, but in a, in a dark and kind of rundown way, it's super cool. Yeah. There's like, you know, there's a faction uh, of like armed dudes that you can uh, dress up as and kind of like infiltrate their area. Um, This is this stage I think shows how the gameplay balances uh, and improvements they made, like really benefit the game because it's it's a lot more easy and fun to move around this stage um, despite having all those different factions and people who will spot you and stuff. Um, if you compare it to something from the first game, like it's just a lot more fun to move around the stage, I found.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's more way more fun than something like Colorado, I think.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. But even like when you go to the little part of town where all of those like, uh like militia dudes hang out there's like tons of enforcers like and they'll spot you so you have to like basically run through everywhere but you can still do it without it being like a giant pain
1: you do kind of have to like put your tongue in your cheek while you play the stage though because like agent 47 is like the whitest dude ever and he's trying to like blend in in india and it just doesn't work but somehow it works
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, if you play the first game, you're already kind of, like, okay with just, like, (laughs) well, because even, like, even, like, race stuff aside, just his voice, like, he has such an insane voice. just the basic concept that he could put on an outfit and And nobody nobody would would care when when he talks talks like this this. is like Mm -hmm. so foul. It's like, dude, no, I think someone would notice when it's like, why does my friend suddenly sound like Vincent price? (laughs) It's so funny. Also, why does agent 47 sound like Vincent price? (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, he's, he's had the same voice actor the whole, the whole series. That's sick. I yeah. like that. Dude, yeah. David Bateson. Yeah. He yeah. Even looks like 47. Really? Yeah. He plays that shit up. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: That rocks. Yeah. yeah Cause like, you know, once again, sorry to keep bringing up Melgar Solid. I don't know. Felt like, I thought it was really lame when they stopped uh, using David Hader in Melgar Solid oh, games. Like, even yeah. though I didn't, I stopped caring about that series way before that happened. It was still like, I think the last one they had like, they get like Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Sutherland. <laughs> it's yeah. so stupid. It's like, no nah, man. like, Everyone on the internet thinks David Hader is Solid Snake. Like, don't do that.
1: These two Hitman games are better than all the Metal, metal Gear Solid games put together.
0: Sorry. Um, Sorry. I mean, they're from entirely different eras of gaming, so I can't yeah. just be like, yes, but also... Objectively, like, yes. Kind of, yes. I mean... <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Well, uh, I'll stop I
0: still- being- no, no, no! I will say now that I've put now that I've said it out loud, I cannot stop thinking about an IOI developed remake of Metal Gear mm. Solid Three and how fucking dank that would be.
1: I'm I'm okay with you putting that out into the universe.
0: Uh, now I want. All
1: right, well, so let's talk about some of the funny ways you can kill people in uh, the Mumbai stage. Because, uh, well, okay, it was something unique that this stage does is that one of the targets changes his face every time you play.
0: Okay oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that.
1: The maelstrom, which Diane, fucking please stop saying that. She says (laughs) it so much. Yeah. Uh but yeah, he changes his face. You can tell though, like you can tell who's the target and who's not. Uh there's there's a really easy tell. If you if you go into Hitman vision and you see one guy walking ten percent faster than everyone, that's your target. It's so easy to tell.
0: Oh crazy.
1: Yeah. Um he he does some stuff Uh, you can uh, essentially his ex-wife lives on the top of this hill right and so they blocked off this whole hill so he can go meet with her what you can do is you can climb on top of his house and like raise a flag and that'll actually trigger him to go visit his ex-wife and it's really easy to kill him that way it's like so easy and so I basically do that one kill most of the time just cause he's kind of annoying because he changes his face constantly
0: yeah he's well because he's like a mission objective at the start Mm -hmm. because you have to like find out who he is and stuff and yeah it was it was a little annoying it's kind of like the the virus in sapienza or something where it's like you can definitely kill him
1: without determining who he is though you like you Uh, don't have to do that mission objective yeah uh,
0: see that's just like in sapienza where it's like oh there's like eight ways to just easily get rid of the virus yeah
1: for sure yeah for sure Yeah. yeah At least they give you that little shortcut Because that would be annoying if they didn't
0: Yeah, this is, I will say This is probably the stage Out of all these that I played the least Oh Um, really? It was a cool stage, it was just like Between that and just some of the other stuff Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I didn't love it as much As the other stages, but it's a a cool stage
1: I might have brought this up in the first episode But one of my favorite things To do in Hitman is the proxy killings Is make like other people do the assassination
0: Sure That's
1: always cool to me there's a great one in this stage. There's another assassin on on, on the map. Uh, God, what's his name? Uh, fuck. Anyways. Uh, yeah, he's there to kill the targets, too. Uh, and you can do certain things to make him kill them. Uh. Like, the first thing you have to do is, like, uh, adjust the scope on a sniper rifle. But, yeah, you can set up meetings with Vanya Shah so she comes outside and she'll hang out on a bridge... And he'll be able to shoot her from that vantage point. Oh. And then you can do the same with Dawood and make him come out of his uh, skyscraper. Or no, he actually... Dawood is getting a portrait of himself painted. And if you bring him into that window in the skyscraper, the the guy can shoot him from there. Oh. And then uh, that assassin is supposed to meet the maelstrom in the crow hideout. So you knock out the assassin at that point, and you take his clothes, and then you go meet with the Maelstrom.
0: Oh, crazy! It's
1: such a cool way to do the stage, and yeah. like, so you can do any of those three steps separately on your playthrough. But if you do all three in a row, it like does this crazy, cool sequence of events. Nice. Yeah. Also, uh, one of my favorite things in the game is that you can uh, make the train like barrel through the train yard and like kill everyone and it like it it, like totally like crushes your gpu and it'll go at 10 frames a second but like people (laughs) go flying everywhere
0: and it's awesome that sounds awesome yeah dude that part (laughs) in the train yard is nuts because like the way that i did it both times i did it was i just like climbed up to the top and Mm -hmm. then like assassinated the target from above with just like the silence pistol and then basically had to metal gear solid my way around. I think mm. if you're picking up a theme here, I actually played this one a lot more like metal gear solid than the first one, just cause I felt like the <laughs> stages were just like more intricate. And so my response was to play like that. But, uh, yeah, like I did it that way both times and I was definitely like, man, it'd be cool to just like blow this whole place up or something. <laughs> so it's funny that you can, you actually can do that.
1: Yeah. There's also another way to, um, so it's really weird. Uh, you can send out a smoke signal, which makes Vanya and Dawood meet up at the dock. So uh, generally I'll do that because it's really hard to get to Vanya in her train yard.
0: So, yeah. Uh, luring her like,
1: out is really the easiest way to go.
0: Yeah. There's like, I always took the same route where I, I went around the side and you just have to knock out a couple guys and then you can put on their outfits. Uh, And then you basically have to go all the way to the top of the building, like up over Mm -hmm. the roof Mm -hmm. and then back down. And then you can kind of be up on the scaffolding above. It's like not easy at all. And I kept having to like find the one safe spot on the scaffolding and then put a save file there. So I could just keep like reloading it. Cause I would just like kill her and then fail, reload, Mm. kill her and then do it right the next time, you know? So, (laughs)
1: Uh, one thing oh yeah there's another thing in this game that hitman one didn't have is uh like car batteries one thing i would do is uh sneak into the train yard and she she does this thing where she like washes her feet or something like that i just throw in the car battery while she's washing her feet and she gets electrocuted oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ
1: yeah so good
0: what a way to go hmm uh <laughs> yeah, was,
1: yeah yeah i was i was washing myself and someone threw a car battery in the tub <laughs>
0: that's like 2020 shit right there yeah uh yeah that part of the stage that was cool though if you like that like pure stealth action kind of gameplay mm-hmm. like oh for sure that's like the most video gamey part of maybe any of these stages like just like ps2 stealth action <laughs> game style like yeah. yeah it's it's very fun i don't know i i think this game actually does that pretty well especially if you play it the way i play it and there's so little action generally mm-hmm. uh i kind of like the parts like that where it suddenly is like very actiony you know
1: yeah for sure yeah yeah well the next stage is i love suburbia stages yeah in games. like i don't know why but i i love it like even back when twisted metal 2 did it i loved it uh so it's great to see 47 in like an american suburb for a stage and that's it Wittleton yeah. Creek Vermont
0: yeah I, I can't say that that is a thing I particularly like in games but damn this might be like my personal favorite of all these stages I mm-hmm. love I love this stage
1: and we got like a backyard barbecue we've got like a, a realtor showing off a house for sale down the street yeah like a you know the, the, the friendly mailman is delivering mail and stuff but yeah. then there's also some like weird shit going on.
0: Yeah. So it's basically this suburban neighborhood or like subdivision uh mm-hmm. is where the stage is set. And I guess the the premise of the stage is it's this suburb that looks perfect on the outside, but is like really fucked up and weird anytime you go inside anywhere. Uh, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> it's such a great, uh, outlet for the game's weird sense of humor and just to set up a lot of strange, like unexpected shifts. It's also fun because everything kind of looks the same uh, upon like first inspection. So the more you reveal and uncover, it's just like really crazy, you know?
1: Yeah. It's one of the smaller stages. I wish it was a little larger, and, you know, I wish they did some, like, side content with it. I would have loved to seen, like, a a Christmas or Halloween theme version of this level. Uh, it would have yeah. been so good. They did a Christmas level for Paris. Why couldn't they have done Christmas for this one? You know, yeah. Santa 47 bring presents or some shit, you know?
0: Yeah, it kind of would be the perfect stage to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's great. I mean, uh, there's a barbecue party where you could, like, serve up burgers and poison the target or you can do yard work and plant explosives or uh one of the targets is an elderly man and he has a a a nurse come see him every day so you can dress up as the nurse and like fuck with his oxygen tank and make him blow himself up when he smokes a cigarette
0: (laughs) yeah i actually the last run through i did this was really funny because uh i ended up blowing up both targets (laughs) And it's just like so funny because in the other, it's kind of like the inverse of a lot of stages in this game because a lot of the stages in this game are so dense with people. There's so many people mm. that you have to constantly be like quiet and you have to be super stealthy. I think that's why I, I, I played it a little bit more like uh like solid snake, you know, but yeah. this stage is the opposite where there's so much space and everything spread out. Cause it's a suburb that like, you can do some really heinous shit and people just <laughs> won't care. So like, yeah, I blew the fuck up out of both of my targets and it was really funny. Yeah.
1: Uh, some of the, a couple of the houses are, are under fumigation, including one of the targets houses, and uh, you can put shit in the fumigator. So you can, um, if you put sedative in the fumigator, basically it, uh, it'll knock everyone in the house out. Or you can do lethal poison and kill everyone in the house. Yeah. Or you can do like vomiting poison and make everybody like leave the house and throw up in the yard. Yeah. It's so funny, like um, just the chain reactions you can get. Because the gas hangs out for a while too. So like people outside or across the street might be like, why is everybody knocked out in that house? And they'll run over and then they'll all pass out in the living room and it causes a chain reaction.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's just some like funny stuff from like people, like everyone's really mean, which I thought was like a really nice Mm -hmm. touch. Like (laughs) everyone's kind of an asshole and there's like cops hanging out at like a, at like a little taped off area who are assholes and, It's just got a lot of great ambiance. You know, the visual style is exactly what you think, where it's just like the bright colors and everything's just like green and white and pink. And uh, yeah, there's a great house where like, I don't even know if I want to say what the secret is, but there's like this kind of grandma looking lady who has like a horrible (laughs) secret in her basement that is like fucking amazing. Oh Uh, yeah,
1: the grandma that runs the cupcake stand.
0: Yeah, oh, and the cupcake stand too is like part Mm -hmm. of kind of a whole thing you can do and how the Uh,
1: realtor can't stop eating them yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then the whole realtor thing because uh you can take over as the realtor and then try to sell one of the targets this house yeah but it's so funny because 47 sales pitch is basically just like how to kill people and get away with it because (laughs) he's so like deadpan and knows nothing else but to kill
0: yeah, he's like you could easily clean blood off of these floors. <laughs> or like you, could, yeah. <laughs> you could fit a lot of bodies in here. <laughs> uh, it's actually amazing too, because like uh, I just watched that show Staff Lets us Flats, uh, mm. and it's just like a whole show where a lot of the comedy is based around the fact that when someone is showing you like a house or apartment, there's like nothing to actually show, and they're just like making shit up. And so, like he'll he'll be showing people around, just saying the dumbest shit. And like this is kind of like a scene from that show, which is also funny because I watched that show and played the stage not long before we like saw our current apartment. And like the people who showed us, we got basically two viewings of this like apartment, and it was so fucking funny both times. Where it's like, just don't say anything. Like we can see. Mm. Everything It's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> But, like, yeah, Agent 47 is clearly, like, has no idea how to do a house showing, but is also just saying, like, the funniest-ass shit. It's really, yeah. really good. So funny.
1: Uh, one of my favorite things to do in this stage is to, like, uh, ring the doorbell and fuck with people. Because they'll come oh. answer the door. So, yeah, a lot of funny things can happen.
0: Mm. I never yeah. thought to ding-dong ditch in the old <laughs> Hitman 2, but... <laughs> You learn something yeah. new every single day that you're alive. So,
1: so one one problem with the stage though is that uh it has kind of like a side mission thing where you have to like find clues and it's oh, sort yeah. of bullshit upon repeated playings.
0: Yeah, I I did it once and it was like I didn't really get it, and then I watched Monica do it again and Monica did it like the whole like did it to completion and mm-hmm. it was really weird cuz i like i sort of just like don't get it but it's kind of cool cuz it forces you to explore all the houses in the neighborhood like i see from a game design perspective why it's in there but it's also not like super fun
1: yeah essentially there's like uh three pieces of evidence uh, like three leads you can find, but you need to find three pieces of evidence for each lead. So there's nine clues around, but you have to make sure you find the three that are associated with each other or you just waste a bunch of fucking time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, I still, man, the highlights of this stage, I love it. And just the kind of like cracked, like suburbia sort of setting, uh, yeah, the last two stages that I played, because I didn't play the extra stages, um, were kind of like my favorites. Uh, I yeah. Really loved them.
1: I was going to say, you told me that the, the next stage, the Isle of Scale, was one of your favorites, which was yeah. shocking to me because I think Isle of Scale is my least favorite stage in both games.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So the last stage, you know dlc notwithstanding in hitman 2 is uh the Ark society and Mm -hmm. it's basically like an illuminati meeting on like a crazy gothic island very resident evil 4
1: (laughs) it's an island with like uh medieval ruins on it yeah but then they built on the ruins like modern architecture it's really kind of stunning in certain ways Sometimes it just looks like a Dark Souls map, but the other times it's like, "Holy shit, this is like Hitman as fuck."
0: Yeah, it's it's very very much has that aesthetic, and it's super gorgeous, crazy lighting. It's super dark, which uh, you know the first stage and the the kind of training stage at the beginning and the stage both mm-hmm. have that look, and it made me realize that most Hitman stages are not super dark. Yeah. Uh, so tropical. I, Yeah, yeah. They're more apt to be kind of colorful and tropical. So I I like the look of the stage of being super dark. Um, This stage is really crazy. Uh, Mm -hmm. What I liked about it... So obviously I love the aesthetics. The aesthetics are great. Um,
1: Well, it's also a masquerade. Everybody is disguised.
0: Yes. Uh, I love the challenges in this map. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. like i'm trying i'm trying to explain it but like okay so like there's one where you have to go and get this piece of art that's on display uh and like it's kind of like what you were describing earlier in like the the columbia stage Mm -hmm. uh where it's like you have to do this and this and this and when you do it it's really satisfying i kind of felt the same way about this stage but also because all those challenges are like really difficult so like you have to get, you know, you have to get people to turn their backs, you have to disable the security system, then you have to get this one guy to come and inspect the thing. You have to make sure no one's looking when you knock him out and seal's clothes, and you have to go meet the lady in her room. And like yep. for some reason it all was really intuitive and made more sense to me than it does in like most of the stages in this game. Like most of the stages in this game that have that kind of shit, I can't really super get into just because like I can't wrap my brain around it, but I could in this stage. And so, I guess the combination of that and the aesthetics made me, like, super love this stage. Yeah.
1: There's there's a lot to chew here. I mean, the the grounds are just, like, vast. And there's, like, a... You know, you show up, you're at the dock, but then you go up these, like, stairs, and you're in, like, a ballroom with musicians. All the musicians are blindfolded, like, an eyes wide shut. Yeah. So, there's a big there's a big party down there with a new recruit initiation going on so you could dress up as a new recruit and try to like go through that initiation to meet one of your targets um there's a music a museum like you had mentioned and there's like a bunch of backstock in the museum too and like crates and stuff that you can dig through yeah um it's fucking insane like the the palace is huge and then there's a second tower with like a morgue uh uh, one of the parts in this map is uh, a funeral for one of the guys you killed in the previous level yeah so you can actually dress up as his body and be at the funeral there you know and (laughs) then kill one of the targets as they approach the casket
0: yeah it's the whole stage is very like theatrical Mm -hmm. uh so yeah like there's a lot of great stunning visuals eyes wide shut is a great comparison and like you know like there's one of those towers you can go up in and it's sort of like a prep area but when you go down you're in this huge like square kind of Mm -hmm. uh and there's like a stage set up and you can just like walk down these stairs and there's suddenly this whole crowd of people in masks looking at you which is like straight out of eyes wide shut yeah uh and the the level is just full of stuff like that. It's it's very theatrical, and the lighting is too. Everything's lit all crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this stage. I thought it was really stunning and really like artistic. It kind of, re- in a way, it reminds me of the last stage in Hitman One, um, just because it's so like aesthetic, you know. Mm. But I thought that this one had looked cooler and was more fun to play um i know it's a hot take but i still don't like that last stage in hitman well hokkaido yeah still Mm -hmm. just not a fan strange yeah well
1: um so did you get to put on a suit of armor yes (laughs) you get the suit of armor and a machine gun and fuck shit up
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's just so much crazy shit you can do you can also like there's so many areas once again that you can solid snake around like Mm -hmm. if you Take the back ways, and you want to knock out guards or avoid guards or do whatever, like you can do that, or you can stick to the front ways and just always be using disguises and stuff.
1: Yeah, it, it's a sick level. It's just, I, th- I just think it's my least favorite out of all of them. And uh, you're crazy about Hokkaido, damn, bro.
0: I still don't like it. I kept crazy. trying with it. I mean, after we did the last episode, I gave it another try because I played it on PS4, and like I liked mm. it more because I sort of had a better handle on what to do, but I like the stages. My favorite stages in Hitman are the ones that are crazy and complex, but that you can just see what you're supposed to do right away. Like Mm. It's easy to see what you're supposed to do and hard to achieve it. Uh, I don't totally love the levels where it's just like really obtuse. I feel like Hokkaido is just really obtuse. Well,
1: let's quickly talk about the other two stages, the DLC stages, which... Honestly, it's really a shame that these are DLC stages and playing them. I don't think they were meant as DLC stages, but they decided to sell them for extra uh, because the even uh, the story keeps going. So uh, the first one is a bank in New York. It's cool because it's a smaller stage, but it's really dense and there are tons of fun ways to kill the target. There's only one target and it's the, uh, the CEO of the bank, the, bo- the big boss. Sure. And uh there's there is a mini goal, which is to um two ways to solve it. You have to extract data. So you can either knock out three of the managers and steal their hard drives, or go into the bank vault and steal the server. Um okay. you can you can shove the server into a uh briefcase to conceal okay. it and leave with it.
0: I thought you were gonna say down your pants, but that I think was <laughs>
1: But dude, what a fucking great level there's so much character in this level like there's the in the basement there's the IT room and there's two nerdy guys it's like straight out of the it crowd there's even it crowd jokes Nice. Um, uh, there's a vault and um, a garage with like a van in it in one of the bathrooms are like two people trying to psych themselves up to rob the bank uh-huh. so you can steal the bank robber outfits and shit um yeah. You can show up as a new hire and then have a job interview. And then you have like a second interview with like more managers. And then you get like sent up to the boss. Uh-huh. Um, you can dress up as one guy and uh, get fired because you find out that she's planning to fire this dude. Um, <laughs> you can crash the stock market to draw her out of the office. Uh, there's so many fucking fun ways to kill her. It's, it's so fun. It's a, yeah. it's a great sandbox map gotta play it
0: it looks cool i mean yeah yeah, hopefully in prep for hitman 3 they'll do some sort of like mega bundle that i can buy (laughs) or Mm -hmm. something yeah
1: (laughs) or maybe the gold edition upgrade for five bucks or some shit
0: (laughs) i'm still not over trying to buy the upgrade and getting that big red warning (laughs) box that was like please don't buy this
1: (laughs) it's crazy Okay, and the, the last stage is in the in the Maldives, so it's like another tropical stage. Mm-hmm. It's a resort called Haven Island. It's basically where like uh, a place where like a celebrity can go and like relax while uh, people like erase their history. Like their uh, if they say like dumb shit on the internet, they can just like get everything like cleared off the internet while they just hang out and yeah, and, uh, be rich assholes. But it's a cool stage like there's um, there's jet skis and stuff and uh, a restaurant and spas. There're three targets, but after you kill two the weather changes and it gets stormy. It's really cool like the storm rolls in. Nice. And uh yeah, but there's a mansion and underneath the mansion is a secret underwater server farm. It's like such a dope because you're like on the beach so you're at sea level but then you go into this house and you go into like the secret Resident Evil lab <laughs> under the house, and then uh, the server farms. Uh, it's all glass, so you can like see out into the ocean in the server farm. It's so nice. fucking cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that New York stage looks really cool. That looks like my vibe. I New need York to- stage
1: might be uh, top three. I nice. would say like Sapienza, New York, Miami, Paris, maybe. Maybe yeah. my top four.
0: Yeah. I do yeah, Sapienza is amazing. I really love the last two in this game. Uh those are those are probably my faves. We yeah,
1: I find it a real shame that most people aren't gonna play these two stages, the New York and the and Haven Island. So good. Jason Porton makes his like fourth cameo in Haven Island. So funny. Nice and he got like a facelift <laughs> again, so his face looks different again. So
0: funny. <laughs> You gotta love it, dude. Fa- yeah. Uh
1: Jason Portman was in uh he was in Paris. He was in Hokkaido getting a facelift. And then he was in I Love Scale, I think. And then he's in the Maldives too.
0: Yeah, for sure. You got I, I do like how this game really cements the like meta narrative in these games mm. that like rich people suck and are annoying. And yeah. that they're all just like Uncreative, even in their choices of who to hang out with, because they just hang out with the same like hundred other rich people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Hitman Two. Hitman Two definitely rocks. I think that the improvements to the engine are crazy good, and I do think that overall I like these stages more. I think it's more con- consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like the peaks in Hitman 2016 might still be higher, but like overall i think this one is just better more consistent
1: so you know i played all of hitman one like untold number of hours and then when hitman two came out i had to start over so i played all of hitman one again and 100 percented it in hitman two and then i played the hitman two stages so it's like i've spent so much time in the hitman one stages that i'm i just know them like the back of my hand i like i love them they're my children so I, I just have a little less of a, that with the Hitman two stages, even though I've hundred percented like all of them. And I've done yeah. all the side missions and everything. It's it's a sickness, but um, yeah, I mean, nothing touches Sapienza. <laughs> and yeah, Isle of Scale is just like man, I don't I don't love Isle of Scale. And then um, New Zealand to me is kind of a throwaway. It's just that little intro level, you know. Uh, yeah. Santa Fortuna is cool, but it doesn't have enough opportunities to get them all together. And it's bad for sniping. It's a horrible sniping map. Uh, like, There's so many great opportunities for sniping in Colombia, and they don't do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I um, guess I'm speaking as someone who's like not going to do any of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, ju- I, like, I, I just thought these stages were like more fun. Yeah. It's interesting to hear that you think that, as someone who's like a completionist with this game, that these stages are a step down
1: well it's not that they're a step down because mumbai is gorgeous i think there's a lot of missed opportunities in them like um i know they thought of more stuff because my imagination thought of a bunch of stuff and playing these stages you know
0: do you think that maybe some of that was them trying to make it more accessible for people like me and monica at like maybe instead of focusing on the hardcore shit i mean adding
1: content is never a negative. Like, I love that there's four different missions in Sapienza, you know? Right. Uh, Hitman 1 had a bunch of those. Like, there was one, it was a concert on the beach in Sapienza, and it was a political rally. And it, it just made the stage so different, you know?
0: Was that in the original release, though? Uh, no, it came later. See? All the stuff came later. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm, I think you might be onto something with that, like, when they, they're going to have to do the Hitman 3 versions of all these stages. And, like it might have more stuff i mean i think that's probably the best way that they could do the the games as a service thing is just to keep adding to these stages until they're mm-hmm. you know more full of content
1: And yeah, hopes so. i really hope hitman 3 will catch on uh both hitman 1 and 2 underperforms. hitman 3 is adding vr which looks really impressive i don't know if you've watched the video
0: oh no i haven't dude
1: so sick like you can like pick up a wrench and hit a guy over the head with it and it's like just you moving your
0: hand Hmm. Oh, sounds crazy. like somebody might end up with a ps5 and a vr headset <laughs>
1: uh he tapped a guard on the shoulder and the shoulder the guard turns around to look at him it's like so crazy yeah i, I don't know if i'm gonna i'm not gonna buy a ps5 for that
0: do you, yeah, we were saying I, it, they made it look like it was going to be PSVR, but I think it'll just probably be any VR you can do it on. Yeah,
1: we'll see. It's a, it, There's a, you know, of course, there's fucking gamer outrage because it's a Epic Store exclusive for the first year.
0: Oh, well, then, of course, I'm not going to play it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I actually think... Yeah, obviously, I'm kidding. I think that Hitman 3 will do well just because for these new consoles it's gonna be one of the few near launch titles
1: true and everybody that owns it on ps4 gets the free upgrade
0: oh okay
1: yeah so so if you get it for the your ps4 it'll free upgrade to your ps5 so
0: yeah i mean and there's nothing launching with these consoles like literally nothing so i think that like (laughs) people are gonna have to if people don't buy Hitman 3, they are actively avoiding <laughs> Hitman 3. And at that point, it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do to make people play the game, you know. Yeah.
1: I know that this is going to be the last Hitman game for probably ever, maybe, or at least for a long time because they're moving on to different shit.
0: Mm. Breaks my so- heart,
1: but uh I I hope it's a huge success so we get more stages out of it, you know. After the original six, like, please give us more stages. More side missions for the already existing stages. There's so much potential there. I really feel like only Sapienza reached its full potential. Because it's got, like, four missions, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Um, well, like I said, I think it's at least going to get a bump from people who buy these new consoles. They want something visually impressive. And they just want a new game to play. I mean, because there's going to be nothing. I could
1: only imagine people seeing, like, Sapienza in VR and just, like, that being a huge seller. Like, Yeah. To me, that looks fucking incredible. So, we'll yeah. see.
0: No, it's going to do well. But also, I'll be interested to see what IO Interactive does next. I heard there's a rumor mm-hmm. that they're going to remake Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm excited <laughs> to, to see, if, see how that turns out. The,
1: the day after this comes out, you're going to see a, like, bloody disgusting article about it. Yeah
0: no you know if we really wanted to do that we could just say literally anything about silent hill and they yeah they would actually write an article about Mm -hmm. it yeah i heard that the whole team is back together and they're doing a remake of silent hill one except it stars norman reedus again (laughs) yep confirmed confirmed (laughs) yeah Done one of these in a couple weeks. Do I remember how? I don't know. It's Game Club. Oh god. Motorcycle driving by. What a bunch of malarkey. I should shut my window. Alright. You know everything got crazy, it was Halloween, there was an election, dead space. We're back, though. Fuck it. We're back. We got a schedule. Uh, up next, Amnesia Rebirth. Ever heard of it? Yeah, man. I don't know what to say about it. You know, it's fucking Amnesia Rebirth. We're going to talk about it next week. After that, it's Visage, which is um, another hot new first person adventure horror game. We're all about it. You know, you have to love it. You are legally bound as horror fans to love it. The style that is, not the game. We'll see about the game. And after that, our final episode of November is our first Patrons selected episode. Yes, yes, if you are not familiar, every month we do a poll on our Patreon where our top tier $10 and up patrons can vote for games for us to play. We have a community game list. I randomly select two games off the list and we let our patrons vote. And they picked a winner for the first one, a big in. It's Silent Hill Origins. What do you know about that Silent Hill Origins, dude? Get
1: into it.